You're listening to a podcast by the Bechdel Group. The Visitation by Renee Fleming. Setting Brechtit's funeral home. As lights fade up, downstage center is a coffin. The lid is closed. The room is bare, save a few chairs. Gail, white female, late 30s, wearing a fashionably color-coordinated suit, sits on a chair near the coffin. Chase and Eleanor enter, then stop and stand off to the side, listening. Well, here we are, mother. You and me. Me and you. Funny, it's just like when you were here, isn't it? Except, no, you're not just quiet and cold and I'm having a one-sided conversation with you. I'm having a one-sided conversation with you and you're in a box. That's new. (laughs) So, so I've been sitting here thinking about all the ways I tried to be like you'd think a mother and daughter should be. Close. And then all the ways you never let me in. All those years of this sitting there with you and your newspapers or you and the television or you and a book or for breakfast, lunch, dinner. No conversation except nice weather or some crap about some stupid TV show. Everything was such a big secret. Except maybe what you thought about those dumb housewife women on TV. You know, you could have at least told me who my father is. The things of the past must remain in the past. It's better that way. Seriously? Oh boy. You know what's really sad? I realized while I was looking through your closet yesterday, I had no idea what to choose for, you know, this whole thing here. I have no idea what your favorite outfit is, was. And everything in your freaking closet was either black or gray, except that one bright blue sweater. What is that about? Huh? Tell you what, you can mark this day down as a small victory for me, mother, because you are finally going to have a little color in your life. You're wearing that blue sweater with yellow flowers into eternity, Belinda. It's kind of ugly, but at least it has some color to it. Do you think we should tell her the coffin's empty? Probably not a good idea right now. I think I'd want to know if I was talking to an empty coffin. It's fine. This is a, what do you call it? Uh, uh, A metaphorical moment Uh, for her. I think you mean allegorical? No, wait, not allegorical. Symbolic? A symbolic moment, that's it. Excuse me? Eleanor and Chase assume the proper somber stance and tones. We beg your pardon, madam. So sorry to interrupt. We were just wondering if... if there was any particular way you would like to have the flowers arranged during the visitation today. Whatever you do, will be fine. Very good. And please let us know if there's anything else we could do for you during this difficult time. Anything at all, Mrs. Stevens. Mrs. Stevens, I'm not married. I was once, but then... You know how things go. I never really dated much, ever. I did meet this other guy who I really believed was the one. We had everything in common, and we're very compatible, especially when, you know... She does a pumping gesture. Driving a stick shift? Chase elbows her. That he turned out to be a bigamist. Mother didn't like him, but all she would ever say was he didn't smell right. Something about this one smells fishy. You know, and... 
I, I'm so sorry. I'm going on and on. Oh, I don't even know you. Oh, God. No worries. We're used to it. People always get weird when somebody dies. It's like their brains go crazy. But what Eleanor is trying to say is that when a person loses a loved one, sometimes the situation makes them behave differently than they normally do. Now, if we can confirm, the viewing will begin at 7 p.m. tonight? Yes, uh, that's what I put in the obituary. I, I'm not expecting a large gathering. Actually, I have no idea what to expect. Uh, my mother was a very private person. Brenda, a black female in her 40s, enters. Excuse me? Yes. May I help you? Brenda is holding a newspaper. I saw this in the paper today. Miss Belinda Stevens, she's... Is she here? In a manner of speaking, yeah, she's here, but she's not quite here, here. Yes, she's, she is here. However, the viewing doesn't begin until 7 this evening. Hello, I'm her daughter, Gail Stevens. You are? Oh, her daughter. I'm, I read about her passing this morning. I had to read it in the paper. Chase offers his handkerchief. Here, please allow me. Thank you, but I have a tissue. I've been a mess all day and I... I insist. Your emotional response is so moving. Only a real handkerchief will suffice. I insist. Besides, he buys those things in bulk. They have our logo on them. See? Pretty cool, huh? Are you... Are, are you... Are you a friend of my mother's? I didn't know she had any friends. I, she never told me. Oh, um, they're there now. They're they're there. They're there now. Chase, I've got to get back to work. We've got a hell of a backlog. If you will excuse us for a moment. As they exit. Eleanor, she should have been in the box already. We need to be ready with everyone. We have four viewings tonight. No worries. I live for days like this, man. You know, I fucking love the smell of formaldehyde in the morning. It's not morning, Eleanor. Are you using the ventilation system back there? That stuff is dangerous. Yeah, sure. After I get one good whiff in. I like a little something to get me going. You feel me? Uh, okay. Chase, let's figure out how we're going to do this. We gotta get her in that coffin before somebody opens it. They exit. I'm so sorry. I didn't think I'd lose like that, sobbing and crying all over the place. Actually, I'm a little jealous. I haven't cried very much at all. I I'm sure I will, though. Will it, um, will it be an open casket service? I'd like to see her, even if... Yes, but not until seven. So, if you'd like to come back in a few hours... If you don't mind, I'd rather stay. Oh, uh, okay. So, were you... Close to my mother? I, she, she never spoke about knowing any, um, someone like you. Like me? Wow, okay. I'm Brenda? Brenda Stevens. Stevens? That's odd. <laughs> we have the same last name. Are you a, a distant relative or something? Hmm. Kind of. Kind of. That's really vague and confusing. What do you mean by kind of, exactly? Well, I changed my name to Stevens. My given birth name was Collins. You changed your name to Stevens? Why? How did you say you knew my mother? I didn't. And I... 
I can't say. I'm sure you can. No, I can't. I made a promise. Look, lady, I don't know you, but you come in here and claim to know my mother and- I'm not claiming anything. I most definitely know- Knew her. She was so warm and welcoming. I'm very glad I had a chance to, to meet her. Maybe you've got this funeral confused with one for a different Belinda Stevens, because I know where I'm supposed to be. You act like you didn't care much for your mother. Of course I did. Do. You don't seem to have known her very well. What? Who are you to say something like that? Is some kind of creepy stalker or something that hangs out at funerals? How dare you? I did know her, even if it was only for a little while. I think I'll miss her laugh the most. You know, she had the best laugh ever. I love that about her. When exactly did you hear my mother laugh? My mother hasn't laughed since 1998. Unless it was at some stupid television show. Now you're just being cruel and wrong. Wrong is pretending you know someone when you don't so you can crush a funeral. What do you get out of doing something like that? And don't you dare stand there judging me. You have no idea what this is like for me. Tell me, what was it like? Did she feed you? Of course she did. When I was a child. Did she tuck you in at night? When I was a child. Did she tell you she loved you? Sure, because she had to. Had to. Nobody has to tell anybody they love them. Yes, you do. It's a mother thing. On your birthday or Christmas or when you have your first period. You're a woman now, so happy for you. I love you. Here are some tampons. That's more than I ever got. Chase and Eleanor enter. They see the argument and stop. Well, this is awkward. Why don't you distract them while I wheel the coffin out? Why don't you mind your own business and go take care of your own mother? She stands next to the coffin. Wait, this one is getting good. Remember that one funeral where the guy was some kind of bigamist? That was my favorite. Wigs and purses flying everywhere. I am. You are what? I am here for my mother. What are you talking? What? Belinda is, was my mother too. Ooh, here we go. She gave me up for adoption when I was born. I spent years looking for her. They didn't do things back then like they do now, so I went on a mission to find her, which I did about six months ago. You're lying. I've got no reason to lie. What do I gain by lying? Look, I didn't plan on saying anything to anyone, but I can't listen to you talk about mom like that. Mom? Yes, mom. You do realize you're my sister, don't you? My only sibling. I am not. Oh yeah, you are, and I've got the papers to prove it. So deal with it, Blanche. Oh snap, this one's getting good. I am burying my mother. Mine too. Look, Gail, Belinda wanted us all to sit down next week so she could tell you the truth. I have no ulterior motives. My intentions are simple. I want to say goodbye to my mother and who knows, maybe we could. I could give a quarter cup of Fox what your intentions are. My mother didn't have, I mean, she wouldn't keep something this big from me. She advances toward Brenda near the coffin. Crap, if they bumped that box, you did lock it down, right? I thought you did. She got plenty of things from you. She never told you about your father. She told me that. She couldn't bear to because she was so ashamed. But that was all changing. If you'd been around the past six months, you would have seen that she was changing in all sorts of ways. Just last week, I bought her a little light blue sweater with yellow flowers, and she actually wore it. Stop! It's too late for me and Mom, but... We have an opportunity here, Gail. We can choose to go back to the loneliness of our lives. You have no idea what my life is like. Probably like mine, but at least you know who your mother was. She really did love you. 
You know that, right? <laughs> How do you know? You should have heard the way she talked about you. She just didn't know how to talk to you. Chase begins to wheel the coffin away. We're so sorry to interrupt, but seeing as how the viewing hours begin very shortly... As they start to move the cart, it hits a bump and the coffin falls over and open. Brenda and Gail both scream and grab hold of each other. <laughs> Whoops. What, she's not even in there? It's an empty box. That's all. An empty box. Not, not to worry, not one bit. Your mother is fine. No, no, she's not fine. She's gone. I just, I just found her and... Brenda, please don't. Well, I don't get to tell you could not care. I do care. It's just all of this is too much to handle. I just can't. We don't have to do anything alone anymore, Gail. It's up to you. Gail looks at the empty coffin as lights fade. End of play. Gale was read by Pamela Karp, Chase by Anthony Scavone, Eleanor by Megan O'Connor, and Brenda by Adriana Jones. The Bechtel Group is a New York City theater company that focuses on new work and development and is devoted to challenging the way women are portrayed on stage and in film. Twice a year, we have a 24-hour writing challenge where 10 playwrights have 24 hours to write a 10-minute play. We ask them to follow the spirit of the Bechdel test by having their plot revolve around something other than a romantic relationship, and also to include two women that speak to each other for at least two pages. For this challenge, we gave our playwrights an extra parameter of incorporating the theme, the word, or the idea of love, but love as defined by something other than romance. 